If you're planning to cut back on alcohol this dry January, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. Recess has meticulously crafted familiar favorites such as Lime Margarita and Grapefruit Paloma, allowing you to savor the flavors and experience of these cocktails without the alcohol content. Throughout January, my listeners can take advantage of a special offer and get 15% off the Recess Mocktail Sampler Pack at takearecess.com minimalist. Every can of Recess boasts a lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients and a calorie count of 25 or less. It's a guilt-free option for winding down during dry January. Again, whether it's the end of a demanding day, a dinner gathering, or simply a moment to unwind, these mocktails are the perfect choice. You won't miss the alcohol, and you certainly won't miss dealing with a hangover. Get 15% off Recess mocktails now at takearecess.com minimalist so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. For a lot of my listeners, I feel like they're on a journey to simplify their lives, but they don't want to sacrifice style, which I completely understand. And that's why I was excited to partner with HomeThreads. HomeThreads is the perfect blend of minimalism and comfort for your home. At HomeThreads.com, you can discover a curated collection of sleek and functional furniture that speaks to the heart of minimalist living, from multifunctional storage to timeless design. They have everything you need to create a clutter-free and serene space for your family. As most of you know, we've recently moved, and I'm not someone to just fill up a room so that it's done and decorated. I wanted to do this with intention, and so I searched out accent chairs on home threads and found the perfect mid-century modern chair that really complements my space. So embrace the beauty of less and elevate your home with purposeful pieces. Visit homethreads.com minimalist and get a code for 15% off your first order. Home threads, love where you live. Hello and welcome to the Minimalist Moms podcast. I'm Diane. I'm a mother of three living in Columbus, Ohio. I'm trying to make room in my life for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. I hope you'll join me on the journey to think more and do with less. As our children grow older, their responsibilities will naturally grow. There are personal responsibilities and then there are household responsibilities. But the question is, how do we delegate? Today's episode is all about how we can implement simple solutions to involve our children in household chores. And joining me for this conversation is creator of the popular blog, Bless This Mess, Melissa Griffiths. But before we get to the conversation, as always, I wanted to encourage you to leave a rating and review if you haven't done so yet. Leaving a rating and review on iTunes is the best way you can help this podcast succeed and grow. I also wanted to quickly mention, for those of you who have picked up a copy of my book, Minimalist Moms, Living and Parenting with Simplicity, I'd love to hear your feedback. So far, I've been really blown away by all the positive responses. I just wanted to say, if you've recently finished or are about to do so, would you do me a huge favor and leave a review on Amazon? It helps other readers find the book and prompts the publisher to print more copies to keep it in stock. Thank you so much in advance for your time with this, and I've included an easily accessible link in the show notes for you. As for my minimalist moment of the week, I had the opportunity last week to see the minimalists live in Columbus. They are on their Love People Use Things tour, and if you get a chance, I highly recommend checking them out because despite some of the information having been redundant, it just strikes differently when you're sitting in a live audience. And also, the wisdom that they offer is always good to go back and re-listen to, reevaluate, 
And my minimalist moment actually has to do with reevaluation and looking at our evolution as people. Now, I'm not talking about evolution in the scientific matter. I'm talking about who I was 10 years ago, five years ago, the dreams that I had 10 years ago, five years ago, and the growth that has occurred between that time and now. And I think that oftentimes we can get stuck in the idea that we have to have the same dream or goals or whatever, fill in the blank that we did have 10 years ago. And yet we don't give ourselves the grace to say, wait, I am evolving every day as a person in the things that I believe and the things that I want for my life and my circumstances. And so some of the wisdom that was the most beneficial to me that night was the idea of it's okay to change direction any day. If you, and I'm, I guess I should preface all this by saying, like, don't be a flake. You want to be consistent with your commitments and you want to be someone that's dependable and loyal. But if there's something that's been weighing on you and you feel like you can't let go of it because that wasn't who you always were or that doesn't align with the things that you've always believed or wanted, that is totally okay because so much growth happens in our 20s and 30s and yes, throughout every year of our life. But to say that Diane at almost 34 is the same as I was when I was graduating college, it, it's night and day. I can get really down on that process because it's like, oh, dang, I wish I would have I wish I would have done this fill in the blank. I wish I would have done that. And one, that's not always healthy, but two, keep moving forward. So I hope that this all makes sense. Definitely, if, if this doesn't make sense, I'd love to have a conversation with you about it on social media or you can email me. But I found that to be so profound that I had to share it with you all. And again, if you are in a city that the minimalists are touring to, I highly recommend checking it out. So that is my minimalist moment and my minimalist thought of the week. I can't wait for you to hear this conversation with Melissa. I had emailed her and told her this is one of my favorite conversations I've had in quite some time. The recording was just really natural and we were able to chat a little bit before and afterwards. So I can't recommend her as a person enough and her blog. I'm sure a lot of you have heard of Bless This Mess blog before. I have started following along as well, but I can't wait for you to hear this conversation. So let's get to it. Melissa, thanks so much for joining me today on the Minimalist Moms podcast. Hey, I'm super excited to be here. I am excited to talk about chores today. I can't believe I've never talked about this. So I'm excited to have you here to go through how you simplify this area for kiddos. But before we get there, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to listeners? Who are we talking to? Yeah, my name is Melissa Griffiths, and I'm actually a food blogger. And so I've been blogging about recipes to help families get dinner on the table with more simplicity and ease for almost 12 years now, which I can't believe. And I live on a hobby farm in Southern Utah. I have five kids. I homeschool. I'm super good at delegating chores, right? Because I'm a work at home, stay at home mom. I homeschool, right? We have all of these things going on and having the whole family work together is really what has saved my bacon over and over again. Absolutely. How many kids did you say you have? I have five. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. So you are very good at delegating. 
Yeah. And our whole life is, or you have to be, I guess you have to be good at delegating when you have five kids. Yeah. And I've gotten good at it. Right. I, I, I wasn't always so that I think it's super fun to kind of share processes with each other. I read a book once where it said that women used to do quilting bees and you'd get together and you would quilt and you would talk about, you know, your crops and what you're doing with your kids and how you're helping husbands and, you know, or partners in this way, or, uh, you know what I mean? You would troubleshoot with each other around this quilt and we we've kind of lost that. So I'm always really excited about podcasts that are willing to talk about some of the nitty gritty of life because we've lost that connection with each other in a small way. Absolutely. I always said that if my friends and family were willing, we would all just live on the big commune. Like we'd have our space, but it would be nice to just be able to I pop completely it agree. out. <laughs> I'm like, that would be so nice. So much power and community. <laughs> Absolutely. So, okay. Children's chores. Where do we start? And maybe when I say, where do we start? We can talk about ages too. I think that's great. I got to a point in my life, I did not always homeschool. And so I was a work at home mom. All my kids went to school. I had someone come in and help me clean once a week. Like it was, it was lovely, but it was a completely different life. And then three years ago, I, I needed to homeschool because one of my children wasn't thriving. Then one of the span of two weeks, all my other kids kind of slowly came home. And then all of a sudden I was like, it doesn't make any sense (laughs) to have to, um, have outside help. And you know what I mean? I needed my kids to be working at home. So that's why our dynamics changed. So when I sat down, because things just weren't working, I was, I was overworked and I was still doing a lot and we hadn't quite gotten into a uh, routine. So I think that a really natural place to start is, is kind of breaking it down into your problem areas in your home. And I'm sure that yours will be different than mine, but they're going to be similar. Like your kitchen is often messy, your toy room or your playroom, your living room, your, we, most of us have a dumping ground. We call it our, like our shoe shelf. That's what we call it. (laughs) So we have like that mudroom area. So I think if you can sit down and write a list of like, okay, these are my everyday problem areas, then you'll be able to like, look at the bigger picture of it. So that's what I would do very first. If I, if I was new to chores and getting my kids to help say, okay, what do I need help with every single day? Where is stuff cluttering up every single day? So mine are living room, bathrooms, my laundry, my shoe area, mud room, dining room, and then my kitchen. Are those pretty similar for you? Yeah. I think that like one of my next questions I wanted to ask you here and we'll get to it, but I think the, so I'll just be transparent. I haven't implemented chores yet for my kids. Oh, how Uh, old are they? Tell me more. So my daughter is seven. My Mm -hmm. son is four. And then my other son is two. They have things that they have to do. They have to pick up or they clean up their rooms or they bring their plates to the sink. But the nitty gritty, I'm going to make you clean this place up that you're probably not going to do a good job. So therefore I'm going to have to do it again. And I'm a control freak. That's Mm -hmm. why I haven't implemented these things. So I guess my question for you is how do we overcomplicate chores? And I'm wondering if I overcomplicate it because I am such a control freak with it. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. I think that having a little bit of trust in the system Mm -hmm. and giving your children some autonomy over a space, even though it's not up to your standard, like let them grow into it. Like you said, you have a two-year-old, my six-year-old who's younger than your seven-year-old, he doesn't do a lot still. So I definitely understand why you are at that. So Mm -hmm. you're kind of at a stage where it's going to be like joint, like, okay, we're working on this area. And if you can tie, it's not a reward. It's a, what comes next? In my opinion, you're not saying if you do this, then you will get that. You say, Mm -hmm. when we get this finished, 
then we will go outside or then we will do this thing. I think an if and then then um, mentality for quite younger children and working together is, is really, really beneficial. So because, right, you get into the pattern where you're hanging things over your head, saying like, get this done and I'll do this for you. or Get this done and I'll give this thing to you. And that like the power dynamics get off. So if you're all working together and you can say, okay, when we get this done, then we will do this thing, or then we will do this activity, or then we will read this book. It just kind of changes the vibe behind it. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I definitely, I believe that people should, I believe children should have chores because it instills responsibility in them and it helps them become grownups that are self-sufficient. And so I'm definitely a believer in them. It's more so what age do you start and then how much freedom do you get? And I like that you say, give them spaces that they can kind of control. Like for, uh, so for example, I do let my son, he will unload the dishwasher, all the kids stuff and all the Tupperware and the silverware. He can do that, Mm -hmm. but it's not when I think of chores, I think, okay, these are my weekly chores. And so there's nothing assigned to where they have to get it done by a certain day or on a certain day. I think that's what I'm looking to create more consistency with. I think that's the beauty of like being in charge of your home is mm-hmm. you, you get to do that. And I definitely have how I do it with bigger kids. The little kids are hard though. I definitely think that you are still in the, in the stage where you work together on your one thing. Do you know what I mean? If you were yeah. to assign like, okay, on, we're going to do the living room on Mondays and that's going to involve getting out the little sweeper to do the couches and wiping off the baseboards. Mm-hmm. Like you could be writing down that list. And I, so I do have like a weekly family cleaning list okay. and that's what we do. You, did you do chores on Saturdays when you were a kid? Okay. That's you keep that like a, a family of origin thing. No, you keep asking all the hard questions. So I didn't grow up with chores. Oh, that's crazy. My kids did not have chores when they went to public school. Okay. I think that again, people probably hear that. And I, I'm, I'm contemplating not leaving that in because that's kind of an embarrassing thing to admit. And it wasn't that I didn't have responsibility. I think that I I've always worked. Like I've always had a job mm-hmm. in high school. And I mean, I worked with my mom in the summers at her office building, I would do secretarial work. So I've always worked. I just didn't do household chores as much. I was responsible for my room shore, but nothing like cleaning the toilets or taking out the trash or doing my dishes. Yeah. I didn't have that. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's hard to, it's hard to be it's hard to come from a place. And this is with anything that I think I talk about to where maybe my history hasn't led to the example that I'd want to set, or that I think that should be a standard. And you don't want to sound like a hypocrite, but also like you want to do things better than were done in your childhood or that you've done in your past life, you know? Yeah, I totally, I totally agree. That's so fun that you never did them. And look at you now. Do you know what I mean? So like, let's hold the contrast of that. Like they obviously don't have to happen for you to be like a lovely functioning adult. Yeah. I mean, mostly functioning. We'll say, we'll say, (laughs) yeah, no, but I think I like what you're saying about how you have a weekly list. And I'm sure that a lot of listeners probably have that too. I know on my board, I have written out the different meals that we have each day. So we're just in this meal meal habit to where it's like Monday, we're doing um, spaghetti Tuesdays, tacos, Wednesday, my husband takes the kids to his grandparents' house Thursday, we do fish. And like, I'd have that written out and we all know it and we all see it, but I'm thinking that I should do that with chores. So this day we're going to yes, tackle yes, bathrooms. Yes. this day, we're going to tackle 
it's more of the deep cleaning because tidying, I feel like we all just, again, kind of do just because you're right. It's not a reward. It's like, Hey, we're going to move on to the next thing. Once we all clean up this room and we all kind of do it together, but like the deep cleaning, the chores, I think of chore as much heavier, I think than tidying. Yeah. I say you call it what feels good. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm liking the idea of, I think I'm going to write this all down on my board so that we just see what we're doing and we can figure out how to tackle it depending on the age. Obviously Benji can't do much, but even something little he could help with, I'm sure. Right. And they love to feel like they're contributing. Everyone loves to have purpose. When you were thinking through this, how do you think that people overcomplicate it? I think that you get overwhelmed. Like you said, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know how to get these individual things done and like monthly chores, like monthly deep cleaning. So I think that that when coming into like a zone idea is really useful. And so my zones are divided up by child. And because I have a big family, they do them every day. And then Mondays, they do one deep cleaning thing. So like Monday in the living room, we do vacuum couches. Tuesday is clean the windows. Wednesday is dust. Thursday is wash the baseboard and the walls. Friday is wash the door. Do you know what I mean? So they only have one deep cleaning action every day. And then they're in charge of the general tidiness, like you were talking of. Mm -hmm. But in your smaller family where you're working together, instead of having a zone per person and doing them daily, you could have a zone per day. And then, right, do you need to vacuum your couches more than once a month? Say like, okay, this Monday we're vacuuming couches. The following Monday we're cleaning the windows. The following Monday, you know what I mean? No, that's that's absolutely true. And mine are going to look a little bit different from yours depending on the spaces. Cause we don't have a ton of surfaces that we would need to like dedicate a whole like day or whatnot to dusting and things like that. But yeah, I think that well, that's the beauty of it. I only have a yeah. mantle and a trunk because uh-huh. we don't have tons either. So yeah. it takes them 30 seconds, but then it's yeah. done. I'm yeah. I like the idea of you're in charge of again, even Ben, probably not Benjamin, but Martin, he's four and he can wipe down the table. Mm-hmm. He's totally capable of doing that. And then maybe Charlotte, I have her take something a little bit bigger to wipe down the chairs or something because you're right. I'm, I'm sitting in the chairs right now and I'm looking at them. And I'm like, yeah, they are a little bit filthy. And I never like, how often do I get to that if we're not all kind of working together? And there's a little bit of maybe like an, an intentionality. Like mm-hmm. I have a lot of drawers and like, I keep my toaster in a drawer because I don't like it out. And so my toaster drawer is really crummy and I have a snack drawer for my kids and it's kind of, I love intuitive eating. So this is the free for all drawer, whatever's in it, but it gets dirty. They like eat out of the drawer, right? They'll get the crackers while they're standing at the drawer. So I just put on my thing, like vacuum out five drawers. That's one day because you can't do my whole kitchen or wipe down three cabinet fronts. Yeah. So I do kind of break it up. And then that big weekly family list uh, for like a Saturday chores, we typically do Friday morning so that we're ready for the weekend. And that's when we're all doing it together. Most of the time my kids do their zone and it is in correlation like, okay, did you get your schoolwork done? Did you get your reading done and exercise? Whatever is on their list, their zone is kind of part of their checklist. Mm -hmm. And then they can go play with friends and go to the creek and go So the zone is kind of like predicated, like, did you get this thing done? And then we're going to move on to the fun stuff of the afternoon when all the neighbors are home from public school. But Mm -hmm. this big family cleaning list is kind of the extra things because they, I don't have their rooms on it. So this is when we do rooms and clean out the homeschool room and pick up stuff, but we're working together. And the idea behind that, (laughs) my parents would often give us a list and we just had to be done sometime on Saturday, but this one, it's so much more fun. And I have 
my list, I just have a checkbox and I have a slash next to it behind the chore so that you can write down which one you want. You're not assigned to it every Saturday. And then we just get it all done at the same time together. And I think that is what you would be doing too. So I still have that. Okay, let's work together. Let's get it done. Let's have this this moment together where we're working and just moving through it. And it's just so good for your family. It's so good to accomplish things together. Mm-hmm. And it, and it looks like maintaining your home because you all do live there. Yeah. And, and that's why, I mean, people probably go back and forth with, should I give an allowance for this or do they just get an allowance because they're my children? And do I want to set this up as an allowance system? Because if you're a contributing member of the family, you just contribute in this way. Ooh, that's a great conversation. Yeah. We've waffled back and forth between things and we do, we do sometimes and we don't sometimes most of my kids have started like other small businesses. So we, we mm-hmm. say that this is like part of family life. Mm-hmm. But I, I agree. Right. If they are contributing to your, to the family economy in this way, I definitely think that you could. Yeah. I like the idea of you contribute. So you do the little, the little big things. And then if you're going to tackle a big project, so if Marty's like, Oh, Martin, I need you to weed the the flower beds. That's like a little bit bigger. So I would be willing to give you a few bucks for doing that. And that's how you earn a little bit extra. So I, I like the idea. And again, that's going to look different for every family, depending mm-hmm. on what you have to do and what you define as chores. Cause as you're talking about some of these things in the home, I'm thinking about, okay, well, what about the yard or is mowing the lawn? Is that a chore? And when can Martin start mowing the lawn? Maybe seven or eight. I don't know. Like <laughs> It's things like that, that I don't think I fully thought through with having kids, but I'm like, that is probably something that he can help contribute to. Yeah. And sometimes with my weekly family cleaning list, like those Saturday chores, if I'm unavailable or I have something else going on, or if someone is wanting something to do, I will put dollar values next to them and just say, yep, yeah, go for it. whatever you get done, I will pay you for. I'm happy to pay for the help. Yeah. And, and like you're saying the outside stuff, we definitely do like my daughter has chickens and I pay for all of the feed, but mm-hmm. she keeps all of the money from the eggs she sells. Oh, right. Okay. Like essentially she's getting paid for the chores because I'm covering the overhead cost. Sure. But I think like life will teach you about entrepreneurship. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like life will teach you this. So why not support your kids in that way? And then yeah. having money is like a fabulous skill set, I think, to teach children, right? Because then I try to take, like, I don't tell them what they can and cannot spend money on because they earned it. And that is so valuable for them to be like, ooh, I blew all of my money on ice cream or on this one thing, or I'm going to save up and get this, right? It's, it's a very natural order of life to learn how to manage money. Yeah, absolutely. No more stressful trips to the fitting room under fluorescent lights. With Armoire, you get to wear quality pieces without the hassle of adding to your wardrobe or paying designer prices. I'll say, as a busy mom of three, I know the importance of treating myself to something special. And Armoire allows me to prioritize quality over quantity in my wardrobe. Plus, Armoire is woman-founded and woman-led, so you can feel good about supporting a business that empowers women. If you're ready to have your dream closet delivered to your door, try Armoire today. You'll never have to worry about finding the perfect outfit for any occasion again. If you're curious for some of the looks that I've chosen, check out my collaboration highlight on Instagram for a few of my favorite armoire looks. Looks that you can grab too. So right now my listeners can give armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash minimalist. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash minimalist to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today.
Tecovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity, and I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tecovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade, handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit Tacovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and point your toes west. What have we not touched on that you want to talk about? I think it's a really good idea, like you said, to sit down and say, what is my intention behind this? How much help do I really want? How much is on me? How much is kids? And then what are some of those deep cleaning actions that I feel itchy when I see them, but I'm not getting them done? Like, how can you incorporate those simply without overcomplicating it? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it's just right, writing it down saying, yeah, my toaster drawer needs vacuumed or my chairs need wiped down. How often do I think that needs to happen? So I just think taking a little bit of time to sit down and really think about what the priorities are, are great. And then another like kind of mind shift change that I had to have when I transitioned to more um, like family led cleaning, mm-hmm. I had to say, I, I have in my cabinets where I want stuff like my serving spoons go here and my cooking spoons are actually in a different place. My kids don't know the difference. They don't cook a ton. They're six. So I just had to say, I need, I was unwilling to train them in perfectionism because I kind of have like, um, that was an adequate response or that was an adequate output for your age. And that was, that was like an ease in my life. I could have a higher expectation. I could do more training, or I could say that was an appropriate output for being six. And then I kind of deal with the consequence. So I think you need to hold that and say, what do I really want? Do I want a super well-trained child or do I want the, the dishes unloaded and I can fish through and find my favorite spoon? Yes. And yes, as we're kind of wrapping these thoughts up here, I'm kind of processing all of this as you're speaking and thinking back to my own experiences. And I think that for me, walking away from this conversation, I'm going to figure out what is defined as chore. Is it these Mm -hmm. bigger tasks, these more deep cleaning tasks that we want assistance with? Uh, What is age appropriate? And honestly, like making sure there's consistency with it. Because again, I was expected growing up just if you make a mess, clean it up, but I wasn't going to deep clean such and such. And so Mm -hmm. I think for my kids, if I, I don't want to be inconsistent with saying you need to clean this up. And then sometimes I clean it up for them. Or, uh, sometimes Martin, you unload the dishwasher, but other times you don't. So I really like the idea of more intentionality and consistency behind when they have what we define as chores, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like you said about your meal plan, I think equating that, like if you could kind of think of this as like a meal plan, Mm -hmm. it kind of softens it also. Yes. And it, it just makes it easier because you know, okay, today's Monday. This is what we're going to do. And I know who I have on Mondays because Martin goes to preschool on Monday morning. So I know Mm -hmm. that Charlotte and I are here. So what can we get done? That might be more of a a bigger chore than a four-year-old can do and whatnot. So 
Exactly. Yeah. And kind of, you took the thinking out of it. The whole point in a meal mm-hmm. plan is to be like, oh, my brain didn't have to do that work at five. And yeah, it's the same idea. Absolutely. Cool. No, you gave me a lot to think about. This was really helpful. Where can listeners connect to you online? Yeah. Where can they find you? Yeah. I'm at, on Instagram. I'm at bless this mess blog. And I really like Instagram stories. And then I have a website. If you need to cook for a family, I'm your girl. And so my website is bless this mess blog. Anything it'll pop up. Perfect. Well, as we wrap things up here, I'm going to ask you the two questions that I ask every guest. And the first one is what has been a beneficial resource to you that you'd like to share with the listeners? I just read the gardener and the carpenter by Alison Gopnik. And it is a great, great parenting book that talks. uh, Our conversation could be applied in there. She talks about how we are gardeners trying to raise these little seeds instead of carpenters trying to hewn out what we want from the wood. Mm. And it, it gives you so much permission as a parent to be a human and also to let your children be who they are. Oh, it looks, I just pulled it up on Amazon. It looks really great. I'll have to check that one out. All right. My last question is what is something that you can't stop talking about? Trusting your intuition and ease, right? We, we do overcomplicate things because Mm -hmm. that's our society. And I think if we would lean a little bit more into, I, I can do this. I can manage my family well. My children will be okay. I think intuition and is something I, would, I love to talk about, I, especially as mothers. We can do this. We were, we were meant for this. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. I'm really glad that you said that. I think that, yeah, we can second guess ourselves, especially when we compare to others. But if we just stay in our lane and know our children. We should just trust ourselves that, we're, that we, can, we can handle it. We got it. Right. And your chores will be lovely. And if you don't do them all the time, they will, your children will turn out and right. Faith in the process. Yes. Yes, for sure. Well, thank you again for joining me today. This was great. I appreciate it. What did you think of the episode? I invite you to keep the conversation going at minimalistmomspodcast.com. There you'll find links to the Instagram account, Facebook page, and where you can find me all around the web. Thank you for joining up on this journey. I wish you a lovely week as you think more and do with less.